Yeah, I have very fast hands. Um, I made a list in my in my notes of jokes, like my favorite jokes of all time, and all right. there are four of them. And, and one of them uh, is the king and the uh, deer. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I've told all all five of them. One's about a hole. There's a hole in the ground. Digging yeah, up them that's, holes. that's the one I had forgotten about, and I just yeah. added that to the list to make it the fifth. Um, gotcha. The elephant uh, hunting lodge one from last episode. Yeah, okay, yeah. The pig so special you don't eat it all at once. I remember that one. Uh, and the, uh, the, the three convicts hiding in burlap sacks up in the barn. I slightly remember that one. It's when he kicks the first one, and the guy's like, meow, meow, meow. The second one, <laughs> yeah. kicks the third yeah. one, the guy goes, potatoes. <laughs> yeah, so I've decided to formally keep track of some of my favorites of all time. I meant but... to look into long jokes. I found uh, a Reddit account that people were just naming some of their favorite insanely long jokes with weak punchlines. Are you on Reddit now? No, I just found out that I can view it. Okay. I still don't fully understand what Reddit is. I don't but... either, but I I enjoy it. And I've I follow two things and two things alone on Reddit. I follow FPV drones. That's that's There's like R slash yeah. FPV. Um, which is mostly people asking, like, hey, I'm just getting into the the sport. What should I buy? Um, like it's that question a hundred times a day. Now they call um, it a sport? Oh, uh, it's it's the racing. Most people are into the racing element of it, which they do consider a sport. Which you're you're kind of just controlling a mechanical vehicle at that point. Is that really a sport? Is it like a sport for your thumbs? I guess it's a sport I mean, like thumb wrestling is a sport. Well, like NASCAR. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're you're just making my point a, here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but in the same way, I would also say that some elements of golf. Uh, Again, no, all elements on of my golf. Point. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah, golf golf <laughs> is widely accepted as a sport. Um, but you can be a thousand pounds and really good at golf. It's about precision movements. They're like and judgment the basketball calls. players of the actual real sports world. As long as they don't have to run, jump, or dribble or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can sit there with goggles on, you're an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> The world is awesome. What a great time to be living in. Yeah. Uh, but the okay, other dude, subreddit you're a pretty good I do. sportsman, by the way. Thank you. I, I've seen some of your, your sports work, some of your training. You're very athletic. I think my bio, anywhere where I have to have a bio, like when I was on Instagram before, um, I think maybe even on LinkedIn still, uh, it says video producer, average musician, bad athlete. <laughs> That's how I describe myself. Mine so, was. So thank you for the compliment. What did I, I had like? Some say David was raised by wolves. Others say gassy nuns. Either way, he was raised. Okay. Yeah. I liked. Uh, um, I the other subreddit that I follow is Jake and Amir. Um, I could have guessed that one. No, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, which I think I've said this before. I love 
It is just the people who know my inside jokes as good as I do, who memorized as many episodes as I have. You haven't just... posted to it yet, though, have you? Oh, of course. I, I have not posted to it, but I have responded to posts. Okay, good. No, I take that back. I have I have posted one thing, and it <laughs> went well. <laughs> um, but Jake's uh, Jake of Jake and Amir, his like Instagram bio for a long time was just enthusiast. Ooh. And I really liked that. Yeah. And I feel like that could apply to you. I, I like that, too. I might you're steal that. You're an enthusiast. I I'm mean, definitely you an enthusiast. Put any, put any qualifier before that, but you're an enthusiastic man, David. I'm a very if, enthusiastic if man. If you're going to do something, you're going to do it enthusiastically. Therefore, you are an enthusiast. Okay. You've, uh, I guess I'm making a LinkedIn. Yeah, about time. Or Tom something. Hanks just messaged me on LinkedIn. Yeah, well, I'm still on that STL punk. Which I yeah, don't I'm think anyone think of... understood what I was talking about. That it's so old. Yeah, my bodybuilding message board that I'm on—it's um, <laughs> also a bit obscure. <laughs> that was a thing back in the day, was it? Well, I guess it still is a thing, but that was like a high school thing. Getting to the bodybuilding forums. Yeah, I had friends. I mean, I never did it. I was in the music. in high school. I was like, you're in high school right now. Your hormones are through the roof. I don't think you need more testosterone, buddy. Yeah, Guy. that's a that's a bad <laughs> buddy. He he was very angry all the time, and his mustache grew in pretty thick. Ooh. It was awesome. Yeah. Ooh. His last name was Bullback, too, which I Ooh. thought was very fitting. I just made a, I set up my studio in my in my office here. Like put all my lights up, put my camera up, and recorded like six different videos um, to post on my YouTube channel. But I haven't edited any of them yet. Like I took everything down. I just wanted to sort of batch produce them. But one of them, I talked all about my bully uh, without naming him. But the my bully in college. Yes, I had a a bully in college. Whoa. Um, but the concept of like a high schooler taking testosterone and. <laughs> taking supplements uh, yeah. all throughout college and just being obsessed with working out um, and making fun of people was this person. Oh, um, no. And and they were my bully, so. Well, what's his name? You want me to beat him up? Not going to say it. No, not worth it. Have you looked into him now? What does he look like? I have some friends who, who had stayed connected um, who've told me some fun stories. They went to uh, this, this guy's wedding. Um <sighs> And the guy got drunk and passed out in a puddle of mud at his own wedding and slept oh, there man. overnight. Um, just a good guy. Good guy yeah. who, yeah. While listening yeah. to Puddle of Mud? Obviously. That is definitely on his uh, Spotify. This man's got Dave Matthews and Puddle of Mud, and that's it. And that's it. And that Maybe it. a stained song <laughs> or something. That a little P.O.D. bit of evanescence is thrown in there too. Man's got taste, just a yeah, little bit though. Round him out. Yeah, he's got the Daredevil soundtrack. Wake me up. <laughs> Take me back. I can't wake up. Save me. I don't actually. I don't know it either. I just like. I think it's Mike Shinodo, and I hope I'm saying that right. If not, I'm driving Keith Mees just up a wall right now. More than usual. <laughs> At breakfast this morning, we were listening to some music, and uh, I don't know why, the bass line came into my head, and we started playing some songs by MXPX. No idea. 
Was that like SS tricky sort of soundtrack? No, it was like, as Jesse said, like this sounds like a Green Day cover band. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what they were going for. Oh, um, it was okay. just like a late 90s, early 2000s uh, alternative yeah. punk band. Um, but I listened to a ton of them, and my band covered a few of their songs. And so it was, it was a little trip down memory lane this morning. I like that. That's good. You should always take those little trips. Yeah, music brings you right back. Yeah, it really does. That's I'm a huge fan of old school '90s movie movies music. I listen to it all the time, always. Yeah, always. Blind you right Melon, man. That, in that his, I was thinking today. I saw uh, we were at the zoo this morning, uh, Luca and I, and oh, there was a statue. Was uh, great. It was a great day. Are the it's really nice open? outside? No. <sighs> we walked right. Where's past. a man got to go to get some Dippin' Dots? In you gotta 2021, make you gotta, gotta make, make yeah. some chicken flavored dipping dots. Chicken flavored dipping dots, baby. But keep going. You guys saw the apes, there. There was I'm a guessing? statue um, that there was a drinking fountain, and it said something like, I, "As I walked around, I, I was walking, so it revealed itself backwards." But I saw the word "children," and then "loves," and then "who," and then "anyone." So it said, "Anyone who loves children," and. By the time I had walked past, I couldn't see, like, where the rest of it wrapped around, and I was trying to think of, like, what could be on this drinking fountain sculpture, like, free water to, like, was it a quote? I, I didn't understand. Yeah. But I say that to say it sent me down this this road of, like, yeah, I know a lot of people who love kids. And at what point does someone become not a child anymore? Like, is there an age where you're just not a kid anymore? And oh. I started to think... To me, it's a mindset, and in many ways, I'm still a child searching mm-hmm. for entertainment and excitement and finding it in different ways than I did, um, but I think there are people who identify as grown-ups, as adults, um, that that do that at a, at a number of different ages, Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like you can't say, I think being a child and having that, that not innocence, but... Um, that wonder, that appreciation, that curiosity. Curiosity yeah, is the word. Yeah, curiosity, baby. Having That's that curiosity. Did you say M. Night Curiosity? I said having that curiosity, oh. but M. Night Curiosity <laughs> is cool too. But, but having that is a choice, and you See, get to I'll... wake up each day and decide, are you going to approach the world with curiosity and wonder, or are you yeah. going to be a real turd? Don't be the turd. One or the Never other. stop asking why. My uncle who's 76, recently told me, he said, I always told myself I would never be a grown-up. And he goes, but now, David, as I'm 76, every morning I wake up, I am groaning up. And I thought that was clever. That's good. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) But he still approaches life as a child fully. He is super immature, one of the smartest men I've ever met, but... He just loves telling very immature jokes that I cannot say on this podcast, but Good man. one of these days I'll tell you. Good man. I look forward to that. Yeah, you have to keep that childlike wonder. That's how you get through life. Um, speaking of getting through life, uh, before we get into the chapter here, a couple things. A, we're recording this on Tuesday prior to Inauguration Day. Yes. And... I'm going to say that no matter what, we're going to post this next Monday. Agreed. 
I hope that it's not the kind of thing where the world crumbles down and there's not a peaceful transition of power and people get hurt and and stupid people become violent. I hope that's not what happens. Um, and I hope that, that that's, that that's all fine. Um, but wanted to address if you're listening to this on Monday and like, Hey, these guys seem all happy and chipper. Don't they know that the United States is just on fire? Yeah. Uh, this was recorded before it was lit on fire. That's a good, all, to be clear, all of the fuel was poured, all of the kindling <laughs> in place. Everything was ready for the fire, but the match had not actually touched down uh, yet. So, uh, but that's that's thing number one that we wanted to address. Thing number two is we're about to get into chapter 17, which means Ooh. that we're going to do 18 and then yeah. 19 and 20, and then we're done with book four. Yeah, and what an accomplishment. Yeah, exciting. Uh, which means that we can announce that on February 23rd at 8 p.m., unless we change it, <laughs> 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain. Wow. We're doing our live season finale, and instead of a variety show like we've done the, the first three seasons... Uh, really, the, the past two seasons. The past two, yeah. Uh, the first one was more of just a live podcast with some it was, openers. It was the end. Uh, it was chapter twenty. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did chapter twenty live, and we learned not to do not that. Not to do again. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're gonna do a live game show. We're gonna do a Jeopardy style uh, trivia, um, and we're gonna put a couple super fans up against David against you. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, I'm an athlete. Watch out. Yeah. Agile on that button. I'm agile uh, on the button. It isn't actually baby. a button. Wait, you said there's going to be a button? Like a there's space bar? Can I hit space bar? Maybe. So, yeah. Can you rig that? I'll or, see what I can do. I wonder maybe. if there's an app that has like a, a wireless sort of. Yeah. With, with some sort of time code or whatever, where maybe there's a delay, but it'll be honest about who. Hit it first. Who actually know. got there first? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Look into this. I like this idea. I have. Um, but yeah, so get excited for that. Uh, mark your calendars. Um, it will be available immediately afterward and forever on YouTube. But you should really watch it live. Leave some comments. It'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah. Last live show we had was nonstop Keith Mee's trolling, which was very fun in the live chat. And we'd like more trolls. We would like as many trolls as possible. We have no problem with the trolling. Yes. Yeah. I'm a billy goat, and I need my troll. I'll pay that toll. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of billy goats and where (laughs) they might reside on an island, when we last left the boys, uh, they had just found a small cave that they could hear voices from within. They're on Hermit Island. Named yeah. after a, after the <laughs> hermit, who is dead, who's dead, who died. Um, but so a, this is a fake a hermit impersonator. Hermit. Yeah, it's yeah, a faux hermit. fake hermit uh, on the island now, and also they think potentially they're kidnapped friends and some bank robbers. Uh, there's a lot going on at Hermit Island, so they think. And as they were walking around, they find a cave, which brings us to chapter, chapter 17, seventeen. Hermits, hermits hideout. hideout. Nice. That's good. Yeah. And we, we open the chapter 
And the, on the uh, the facing page here, the opposite page, is a beautiful illustration. Oh, yeah. It's some of their best work. Look at those leading lines. Look yeah. at these foreground yeah. rocks. Yeah, perspective, depth, concern Although, on the boys' faces. Frank's on the ground. Frank almost looks like a 34-year-old man. I don't know if you're yeah. seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm seeing what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, and then also, I'm for as much as they eat, Biff everyone the else seems pretty scrawny. Yeah, look at look at Preto. Preto looks like he hasn't had any food in like a year and a half. It looks like he just got off the set of Rescue Dawn. He's <laughs> <laughs> on that apple diet. Good lord! Yeah. I do like how Joe is like squatted on one knee, like he's coaching Frank. Now get yeah, in there, bring it in here, guys. Boy. Quick, hustle. good hustle, good hustle. Oh, yeah, it, um, it is a good illustration. But in general, I don't know how you feel, but this was a bad chapter for me. Yeah, it's like five pages, There are chapters I enjoy. Too. Yeah, it's a short chapter where nothing happens, really. Yeah. Um, Except for one scene that, in my head, there was a little bit of surf rock going on, and I was like, all right, <laughs> now <yeah>. we're talking. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely your illustration. Uh, it, but that's yeah. toward the end, yes? Am I... Say what? It's toward the end of the chapter. Yes, you are correct. That's it, okay. Um it has something to do with the name you're using in this chat, yes? It has everything to do with the name I'm <laughs> using right now. Speed has everything to do with it. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I... So there, Frank lays down and starts crawling toward the cave to see if he can hear better. And uh, and they're, the whole time they're being really, really quiet except, what's he saying, whispers Tony. And then Frank motioned for the others to hold their places. He lay on a stomach and uh, crawled toward the cave. Well, what's happening? Jerry whispered impatiently. Tug at his ankle, Joe. <laughs> like, that's not going to do anything. A, he can hear you. Yeah. You're talking loudly. He can hear you. B, as he's laying there, tugging at his pant leg isn't going to... <laughs> like, how does but he the, signal back? What they don't know is that Frank has very ticklish ankles. So now throughout this cave, you just hear this boy going, hee hee, hee hee. <laughs> and then everyone's <laughs> nervous. It's like, yeah, Michael Jackson's just outside. Da, 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 da. Come on. It's a bad Michael Jackson, but I tried. It was. And I, you know what? It's art. It's and art. You're Thank entitled you. to your perspective. And Thank that's you. Fine. Enthusiasm, fine. Sean. You're enthusiasm. an enthusiast. I'm a, an enthusiast in my uh, own but, way. While it isn't tickled, uh, he comes back, clutching his sides, and hastens some distance down the path before bursting into laughter. Frank tried to speak, but his chest heaved with suppressed <laughs> laughter. Uh, finally, he managed to tell them. Go ahead. The fellow was saying, bye Butterfly baby foods. What? <laughs> the three boys looked at one another, at one another, completely mystified. We were listening to a radio. Frank blurted out. The announcer was giving a commercial. You mean the hermits in there listening to the radio? I'm in so confused. So what's funny? Yeah. The fact that he's listening to a radio or the fact that it was an ad about baby foods? Because neither or is was funny. Because what? Because neither is funny. No! 
That like if, is if, funny. You're, if you're sneaking up on someone, and again, let's remember, your friends are kidnapped. That's the yeah. context from which we will we will need to approach everything that happens. Right now, your friends are missing, and you heard a commercial on the radio <laughs> and couldn't contain your laughter. Yeah. There's people that laugh at funerals. And there's people that laugh at baby food commercials. While on a stakeout While looking on a stakeout, for their missing yeah. friends. This is just more like diving deeper into the idea that the Hardy Boys are androids, that their father programmed them. They're robotic children. But also that they're 15 and 16. I don't know. When I was 15 or 16, I knew what funny was. That's true. Yeah. I knew so, what it was when I was four. So also that they're 15 and 16 and dumb. <laughs> yeah, okay. There we there go. We go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, a little too much time and space. It does. It will rot your brain. It changes the form of your body, everything. And yep. they come back. They're like children. They're like little babies. They have to learn how to walk again, everything. It's wild. Uh, so he collects himself, and they're like, so you mean there's a hermit in there listening to the radio? Frank replies, I couldn't see. Maybe Chet and Piff are in there. <laughs> so you, so you learned you laughing, boy? nothing yeah. other than there's a radio on and you're a bad detective. Oh, um, God. Come on, boys. So Joe decides that he's going to go have a look. And so Joe goes down the path. Several minutes he peers inside. Then he comes back to the boulder. Um, Which, or first... Yeah, Joe is getting impatient. So his brother just got up and laughed, and now Joe is fed up. And Joe is just straight up like, I am tired of listening upright. Daddy's got to get horizontal. (laughs) Get that ear to the ground, baby. (laughs) Yeah, you know how I roll, baby. These ears are cold in the wind. (laughs) I got to get this earth to him, you know? He's a naturalist in his own way. In his own way, obviously. Um, so they're looking for a place to hide so that uh, they're saying because of the rain that happened suddenly in the chapter before, turns out it is slightly relevant in that maybe the hermit went into the cave to get out of the rain and they're going to wait. Uh, our best move is to find a good spot to lie in wait for him. And so they find a large brush-protected boulder and hide behind it. And this seems dumb to me because I would think if if you're going to hide where you don't want to be seen, but you'll be able to get a jump on the hermit, hide on top of the mouth of the cave. Yeah, that's the place, There's baby. no way. There's no way for them to see you. Yeah. And you can jump down on them as soon as they come out. No. You pick up rocks and you drop it on their heads. Yeah. There's there's yeah. any number of things bada you can do bing, that would be better boom, baby. than finding a brush-covered boulder and hiding behind it. Yeah. Uh, get even higher up and find a giant rock like in Black Sheep and just roll it down on them like an Indiana Jones you. rock. Yeah. And uh, and Joe decides that he's not going to hide behind this boulder anymore. He's going for it. Oh, yeah. So he, so he goes up and he looks uh, looks in the cave. He comes back after a couple minutes uh, and explains that it's just the hermit. Nobody else is in there. And he's asleep and forgot to turn off his radio. And that's funny to me because I don't think you forget to turn off your radio before you pass out with an afternoon nap. Agreed. Like you fall asleep to the radio. To the radio, yeah. Yeah. 
They didn't have like, sleep oh, timers to doze, on these me things this... back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but so they're like, you know, we could surprise this fellow while he's asleep. And Frank nodded. But Chet and Biff may be somewhere else on the island. Let's search while the fellow in the cave is asleep. Good idea. Uh, Joe agreed. And here my my parental instincts kicked in. Ooh, Big time okay. as a father. Give and me some perspective. To go ahead and jinx myself, mm-hmm. as I said right before we started recording, I have my baby's monitor right here. He is supposed to be napping, and it appears that he is. But at any point could wake up, yeah. as babies do. There is never a guarantee that he will stay asleep in the middle of the night during a nap ever. There is just, it's not like, oh, I can plan that he'll be asleep here because he will always prove me wrong. And so I would think if there's a guy who's asleep and you want to jump him, it's unwise to be like, well, let's go do a bunch of other stuff, then we'll come back. Like, no, he's he's sleeping now. Now yeah. is the time. Later. This is like a horror movie decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's split up. No, no, yeah. no. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're stronger together. Yeah, but we can cover more ground. It's all about ground coverage. <laughs> Comes the foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> But you're right, yeah. So the boys make more bad decisions, essentially, is the name of this chapter. Yes, and so they decide to leave uh, and look for a hut uh, or a shelter where the boys might be prisoners. Um, And so I think this is a good spot, narration-wise, to take a break. Ooh, let's do it. I think that's right, because we're almost done with the chapter. Because this chapter sucks, and there's only one other thing that happens, and it happens now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with that, the boys took the a boys break. The boys took a break. I've been into yoga a bit more. I know we talked about it a little bit. But I've been almost every day, like 20 to 30 minutes of yoga. You've been doing it every day? Almost every day, yeah. Good like really, man. Really putting into practice. And my body feels different. Yeah, better. I can Limber. touch my toes. Yeah. Usually not on the first try, but You'll after a couple there. minutes, yeah. Give it more time. A, you can do more than touch your toes after a while. You can put your whole. Oh, palm. I know. I can. Yeah, I can hook my fingers inside my my big toes. Ooh, Ooh. internal yeah. toe scoopy catching thing. big toes. Yeah, yeah. But man, I I feel great. I wish I had been doing this for my whole life. Yeah, I know. I just I bought my dad some yoga dvds because he's getting up there he's got knee problems and he's an old man's man so mm-hmm. giving him yoga he was immediately like i'm good and i'm like dad you gotta do this well guess what two weeks later i get a call of him saying my knee has never felt better and i was like yeah i've been telling yeah. you to do this for years and you don't and then i go out and buy dvds and you mock me about it and now he so feels when- great when you do yoga, are you guided by somebody? Do you have your own routine that you go through? Do you watch a, a, an instructor? I watch Tell an me instructor. And from where do you find the – like do you have a DVD that you use? Diamond or, Dallas uh, Page, The Wrestler, DDP Yoga, baby. <laughs> All the moves are named after wrestlers, and I love it, man. I love it. So I mean I started have, off it, doing like actual traditional yoga – like very zen like yoga and i've just you know 
I've progressed. I've evolved into DDP after I think I've been doing yoga like 10 years, but it wasn't until this year that I made sure to do it every day. It used to be like every Wednesday and Sunday just to stretch my body, just to Mm -hmm. reset it. But now it's every day and I've never felt better. First thing in the morning, mid-afternoon, before you go to bed, when are you when are you practicing? Early morning. I'm an early morning guy. For the most okay. part. It depends. Sometimes I'll go around ten if I have phone calls in the morning, but never past twelve. And then okay. I'll sometimes do like a second or third yoga at night before bed if I feel like I need it. If I'm feeling a little bit tight in an area. I gotta be loosey goosey. Yeah. I'm telling you, I feel different yeah you I, look I feel, different uh i feel composed yeah what about you what time are, what's what's the yoga time for sean so unfortunately it's either during the afternoon nap or at like 8 p.m when mm-hmm. we put luca down we'll do it then but most of the time i get woken up in the morning by luca so i don't have a lot of time to myself and, and that's one yeah. thing that i wish i I, I could change. I would just have to get up really, really early. But the risk there is by getting up, I could potentially wake him as well. And so right. sometimes it's better to stay in stealth mode, get the extra sleep minutes um, until he's ready. But yeah, ideally, I'd like to get up, I'd like to, to journal a little bit. I'm a, a big fan of, of uh, affirmations, positive affirmations. Yep. I hated the idea. And then I started doing it and life-changing. It is life-changing. It's a good thing to do. I, I, I may have talked about this before on the podcast, but the first time I, I started working with a guy named Tim Dean, um, who's a, a coach, he had me, like, he did this long interview of, like, what I want to do and stuff, like, just sort of real free form. But he took everything that I said and turned it into this script written in the first person. Oh, that's and weird. Then, and then he told me to read the script and record it. And then to play it in headphones as I fell asleep at night for a week. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing yeah. that anyone's ever told me to do. At the end of that week, David, I yeah. was a different person. I believed <laughs> different things about myself. I was yeah. advocating for myself in different ways. I was controlling my my decisions uh, more deliberately. It was a... It was a transformation. It really was. And I was very wrong at what positive affirmations could do. I do it through guided meditations. There's a lot of very positive guided meditations. And there's one that I like. And there's this guy named Michael Elijah Day. And he's, uh, he's an old school boxer. But he's got this really soft, calm voice. And he's talking. This is funny that a boxer's leading through your guided meditation and a, a wrestler is doing your yoga. <laughs> I'm a sportsman. And and Michael has this one moment where he's talking. He's like, try and concentrate. And, you know, if your mind slips away, it's okay. You're like a puppy. And that's what puppies do. And every time he says that line, I immediately am like, yeah, I am like a puppy. And that's exactly what puppies do. It's okay. It's all right that my mind is consistently bouncing around. I am trying to stay focused. And if I get 10 minutes, I got 10 minutes. Good for you, David. You normally don't get 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. I, it I was, really does. It does. I started a, a YouTube series 
somewhat abruptly. Normally, I like to plan Whoa. things out and really put put you know a an itinerary together and a schedule together. And instead, I've gone against my instincts and and my my traditions, my conventions, mm. and just said, "Hey, I'm going to post every day for 30 days a video that's less than six minutes long." And it's le- it's not like my normal like gear tutorials and stuff like that. Like that that will exist in addition to these videos. But I I'm calling it an evening post because I'm going to post every evening at 8 p.m. Um, and yes. the first three episodes, the third goes up tonight. Yeah. Um, and the first is just sort of explaining what the series was. Second is explaining what I hope a viewer gets out of watching it. And the third is explaining what I'm hoping to get by doing this exercise. Um, but as I've I've sat with the idea more, I I like it sort of morphing into almost like a late night talk show of sorts, um, where I can use the platform to do some philosophical sharing, talk about what's happening in in the world and how I'm reacting to it, um, have some conversations potentially with people, um, and and give that a platform. But the other thing I'm really excited about doing is having like a musical guest, but with a six minute show, it's essentially, I will introduce them and, they'll play. and then I will give my platform to them. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to do it in a way, not where it's like live necessarily through StreamYard or something, but where somebody could record themselves, like make a good recording, do a couple takes, find something they're proud of. Um, and I talked to a couple people about sharing, uh, there's a couple people I follow who are photographers. I'm like, I would love if you shared like three of your photos and just talked about the story behind them for, you know, You've got three and a half minutes, and then yeah. we're at the like. By the time I do an introduction, uh, I am long winded, so yeah. there isn't a lot of time for you. <laughs> um, but I, 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 there's a lot of potential for like different things and um, to to follow my interests in different ways. But the reason I mention all of this is not solely for the self promotion to the four people that listen to this who probably already know about that. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow's episode for the inauguration. I want to talk about composure, and I've I've had this written for a little while, but it's it's just coincidence that it's happening on inauguration day. But as I was thinking about what is composure, what is it to be composed? Because I value that, and I think about for me what what I've sort of come to is composure is when you're confident, not just in what you know, but confident that you'll confident that you'll be able to calmly and thoughtfully handle what you don't yet know or what you cannot know yet. Um, and I thought of, like, a James Bond. Yeah. James Bond is composed, and, you know, he's, he's tied he's up. Unless he's being played by Roger Moore. Obviously. Yeah. Goes without, goes without being said. Uh, Roger Morse. And if, if James Bond is, like, tied up and a laser is about to saw off his balls and they're like, you know, you've got one chance left to save this woman that you've been sleeping with, he just dead faces like, no, it's <laughs> fine. I'll get out of this. And that's composure. Yeah. Compared to Batman, if you look at uh, uh, the... Chris Nolan, The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. The Dark Knight, when... They get the Joker, and the Joker's like, look, I'm going to blow up the world and your girlfriend. Batman loses it and, oh, yeah. like, smashes him into the, Gets the walls Gets his girlfriend and stu- killed because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And that, to me, is the lack of composure. While while he is confident in maybe his ability to handle a certain thing, he he loses his confidence once he escapes that familiar realm, once he's he's pushed at all. And I think there's a lesson there, a story there that's bigger about how we handle ourselves. And like with the political conversation that's happening right now, and with how some people are reacting to the unknown, and some people are reacting poorly with violence and with anger. Instead yeah. of being composed and saying, hey, I don't know this, but I want to find out and I want to handle it calmly when I get there. Um, and so that's just what's in my head lately is composure. I don't know what brought up it's, composure in the beginning of this. It's interesting. I like that. And I think a lot of this violence is stemming from people being bored. Yeah. I, I, I think, think they have nothing to do to where they're so agitated and – most people's goal in life is to make a lot of money versus having a good life philosophy. So now that these people cannot work, they have no idea what to do. They don't know. Like, we're freelancers. We're used to having free time, and we know how to keep our days busy without losing our minds and going insane. But now hence these podcast. people— Hence podcast. But a lot of individuals currently, they have no life meaning. They don't know what they want in life. They just know you're supposed to work and they want to make a lot of money. Now they can't work and they're not making money and they are pissed and they don't think logically right now. Not that people do think logically ever, but you can at least attempt to. Yeah. And and I think you're getting into like that lack of composure when you don't think logically, when you're not being thoughtful. It's because you're you're being irrational. You're being emotional. Um, You're losing your composure. And I made a video a few weeks ago, a few months ago, called The Reason We Hate. And I was thinking a lot about it. And I feel like with so many of these people, this hatred doesn't exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like the, these people who are upset about what they think happened with this election um, or people who are upset about, I don't know, black people being able to get jobs or something. Like there's bad yeah. people out there. People don't just come to that and foster that angrily on their own. That hatred comes from being able to talk about it and bond with another person. And it happens very casually where like people at your work, people in your family, if somebody's like, oh God, I hate the way that insert minority here does insert thing here. And it's so, it's a comfort to say, hey, me too. Just like with any hobby, like how often you're, you're a cinephile. Yeah. How often do you mention a movie, share a strong opinion about it with somebody who you don't know that well, and they say, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> because it feels good to agree. It, it feels good yeah. to have that relationship. And if, unfortunately, like you're saying, you're just bored, and all you have to talk about is how you're unhappy that you don't have enough money, or you, and you're looking at someone else getting advancement, yep. then, yeah, you start to be like, hey, I hate how those people are getting jobs. And someone else is like, yeah. Me too. We have something in common. Let's be friends. Uh, and then... Scary things And happen. then they make... Yeah, they make bad decisions. But I feel like, ironically, so much of the hatred is based in this craving for love and connection. And they're finding it in other people who will decide, yeah, I'll hate stuff too if it means that we can hang out and play with guns. Where you could no. have a happy... Like my hunting lodge that I joined, I talked about last episode... Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, it's very gun centric. Everyone loves guns there, but it's not based in hatred. It's just people who have a love of love, um, for killing animals. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I think that's the biggest issue with the internet right now of people just all ganging up on certain people to just hate on them. And you're right. They find a, a positive affirmation to each other by hating on one specific person. I mean, everything is about finding someone that you dislike and bullying them. Whether you mm -hmm. like Trump or dislike Trump, I would say that American citizens have gathered to bully on him, but he's a bully in general. So he's a bad, you know, example. But you have people like Jeremy Piven when he was released of, I forget what he was, uh, it was during the witch hunt and someone said something about Piven without any actual facts, but immediately people just wanted to jump aboard and all say, we hate this person. We haven't looked into it. We haven't looked into anything, but because other people are saying they hate it, we want to hate someone too. Let's just do it. So yeah, what are we the, hating, the internet guys? is just completely pushing this horrible, like, cyberbullying phase that needs to end. Yeah. It's, it's bad. But I like this idea for the show. It's like, who did it? I think it was Teddy Roosevelt who started it. The Fireside Chats. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, who is it? Teddy Roosevelt. He started a YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> Old Ted Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. No, Teddy Roosevelt used to do these fireside chats on the radio where I he'd think be it was, sitting next to a oh, fire yeah, yeah. and then FDR took over and he did it actually on air. There was actually televised fireside chats. Yeah. If I if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah. But that's what it reminds me of, and I like that. Just little six minute positive videos. Yeah. I, I like I like creating things. I, I like making something where there wasn't something before. And the other people who do that, I have such an appreciation. Jesse and I were watching, um, oh, I forgot the name of the show. It's something about, it's a leftovers cooking show on Netflix. Oh, I thought you were going to say the show, The Leftovers. I was going to say, that's a great show, man. No. Um, but I was, I was watching, and I'm like, the editing in the show is awful. And there's a weird thing where at the end of each round, a recorder plays like a, you know, the plastic instrument. Yeah. A, a recorder plays like, three identical notes but it's piercing and it's clearly not in the room and they never show it it's not diegetic um it's just this random thing that that and I, I was getting bothered by it and jesse stopped me and she's like you know these people are making something and you can either criticize it or you can embrace it and i was like you called me out on exactly what i should have been <laughs> thinking myself this whole time rats and it, and it, it flipped my perspective a little bit be like hey yeah. these people made a cooking show where there wasn't a cooking show like this, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to do that. And in addition, if I can give the platform for certain episodes uh, and my meager audience, if I can give them to someone else to say, hey, here's an artist, here's uh, a photographer, here's a, a philosopher, here's here's someone, check them out. Listen, like if I can just give my platform to say, here's an episode of this person, that's a really cool thing to be able to do mm -hmm. um and so i hope that it becomes a a diverse and happy reflection on what we're capable of um and what we can do when we love each other a little bit i love it now to finish the plug is this found under colonel sean or where does this yes. the series okay yeah. it does reside under it's your all. youtube channel i've been i've been told even by youtube like their training says like you know start a different channel for everything um like your channel should be, if you're doing tech stuff, your channel should only be tech stuff. And if you have like a personal vlog, it should be on a separate channel. And I don't want to do that because I feel like my channel is so random. It, it's very true to me. Yeah. 
but also that way. I finally hit like a thousand subscribers where I can monetize things and have access to some different tools. And the last thing I want to do is start over. Yeah, they're they're with, insane with, and fracture you know, that. They punish you if you don't post a video every week. I know with I their got algorithm. Hit. I oh, got you did. Hit. A woman, a woman came by with a pipe and literally struck me. And she said, you skipped three weeks. Yeah, it'll happen, dude. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. But that's a true <laughs> story that really happened. And it was a smoking pipe, too. It was massive. It was like the, the Hans Landa of pipes. This thing was just a big old, <laughs> big old pipe for smoking. <laughs> pipe and a creep. Pipe and a creep. Bong and a blitz. Um, speaking of... I can't tie this one in. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's not appropriate or you just couldn't think of one? I couldn't bridge from where we are to where we're going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, we're reading a book about juvenile <laughs> detectives. Um, so they decide to walk around the island and uh, and see if they can find a hut, maybe somewhere in the woods. There's some, uh, some thick... Thick trees that they, that, you know, that'd be a good place to hide a hut, and in that hut you could hide uh, kidnapped people. Yeah, and um, then they're, so, so they're going through small pines and scrub oaks, and a hut would be easy to camouflage among those trees. Frank remarked, "We'll have to spread out and comb every foot of the woods." You guys find anything, man? We, we ain't found <laughs> shit. Did you see what I did there? I said, Chet, we ain't found Chet. (laughs) We ain't found Chet. I like that. (laughs) It's good. It's a good baseball's rap. I knew where it was going. Yeah. I'm very proud of that one, Sean. Well done. I even, I wrote it down. I even put a little asterisk next to it. Where's my little camera at? Right there. That's good. I was proud of that. My hat is off, sir. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So they keep looking. I got lost as they were going around. I didn't know where they were. Um, but suffice it to say, they never found anything. No. Um, they looked through a whole bunch of different places. Um, and finally, they see like, oh, there's a, a really, you know, the, the, the peak of the hill, the mountain on this island. From there, you could see boats from miles around. You could probably see if somebody's coming. That's how the hermit the found hermit, them. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, but they need to get up there. And so yeah. that's that's their next target is, hey, we're going to climb up onto this, the, the mountain, the top of the mountain. Uh, and it's a tough climb. Very it's a very tough, tough, climb. tough climb, yeah. Um, they worked their way among the rocks and pulled themselves upward by means of the short, tough brush. What a rough climb, Jerry gasped <laughs> as they climbed higher. The vegetation became too flimsy to use as support, and the hill's cone became even steeper. Still, the boys pressed upward, panting, with Frank in the lead. Finally, he clambered onto a flat, windslept area at the top, about 20 feet across, and threw himself down to rest. Which, if you're on a flimsy area, which it just says it was too flimsy to support, why would you throw yourself down? Well, I think this is the flat. Like they've they've reached the peak. I think he's throwing himself down, having summited finally, and there's a a twenty foot across flat spot. 
a flat windswept area. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it does say that. I skipped over that. It happens. So, this was a very boring part of the book. It was awful. So then Joe's head popped into view over the edge, and then Jerry's. Suddenly, from below <gasps> them, came a sharp cry. Tony! Yelled Joe and Jerry together. Not Frank. Not Frank, no. <laughs> Frank's not yelling. He's no. sleeping. Frank's he buried asleep. in the he ground. He forgot to even turn off he, the radio. He That's threw how himself quickly he fell asleep. so hard that he was like a <laughs> wily coyote just going through like the wood or whatnot. He just imprinted in the ground yeah. like 20 just feet. Just did a swan dive. Yeah. <laughs> just belly flop, jumped into the air and landed flat. It was amazing. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> there was that video back in the day, and well, I probably shouldn't get into that. We'll keep going. And onward we trek. <laughs> uh, sitting up, Frank saw a cloud of dust and stones tumbling and bouncing down the hill. A whole section of ground slid like a carpet along the steep slope, with Tony in the middle of it. Drums began pulsing on the low tom as. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Is that really I in was... the book? No, I was trying to get into like Jumanji wipeout. No, I was going for wipeout. You had said the surf rock. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, for the second time in only four books, a a plot point has has rested firmly upon a landslide. Yes, and I love it. This is. Amazing. I'm sad that the chapter's not called Landslide V2. <laughs> Landslide 2.0. Yeah, Landslider. Landslide Ooh. 2, Landslider. Landslide 2, Landslidier. Yeah. Or if we go by uh, Rad, some good old-fashioned ass sliding. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's my this favorite line in that movie. Ass sliding. <laughs> it's a classic. It really is. When was the last time you watched Rad? Um, maybe a month ago. Okay, I was gonna say because because I talk about it on the show with yeah. some regularity. Yeah, you talk about I it so much that it had to come up on my Amazon Prime. It just knew. It knew that you had been talking about it. It's been Alexa listening to our conversations, and it was like okay. you might be interested in Rad. And I was like, Yeah, I am interested in Rad. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, it holds up. It's a, it's a pretty I good wonder, rewatch. I wonder if I could do yoga for an hour and a half. We'll call it rad yoga. Yeah, you could do it, Sean. You can do it. Because it's a classic cinema to. gem in that it's like 81 minutes runtime or something. Like, it is not yeah. a It's a the perfect runtime. I say that all the time. Everyone wants these scripts that are like 90 to 110 pages. I always say, give me the 75 to 80s. If, I, yeah. if it's a late night and I know I want to watch a movie... I'll check the back. If it says 80 minutes versus 110, I'm going with the 80. doesn't matter oh, yeah. what the movie is. 80 like all I the said, way. Like I said, most nights, 8 p.m., Luca goes down. We start yoga. By the time we're done, maybe have a little snack or something like that, it's 9. I don't want to start a two-hour movie at no. 9. And every movie is two hours long yes! at least. It's a shame. Bring back Leave the 77-minute movie. That is exactly what I want. Leave me wanting. Exactly. I always love when I say... I wish it had a little more. I love that movie, mm-hmm. but I wish I could have been with him a little bit more. Yeah. That's a sign of a good movie to me. It's <laughs> easy to look at a, a two and a half hour movie and say, you know, that whole 20 minute section 
where yeah. they forced in a love story for some reason. Could have done without it. Just watched Hobbs and Shaw. You know the whole third act that happens in that movie? Could have gone without it because they had a third act before the third act. It was a third act on top of a third act. Uh, it was David. six acts. David. Yeah. We just talked about criticizing creators for making things, and here we are again. Criticizing you know creators. Make your long movies, is, people. They had all the money in the world. They had Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They had Kevin Hart. How can you make such a bad movie? What is this? It's not that they made a bad movie. They, they made, made a, a terrible lot movie. Of movie. It was a lot of bad movie. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, David. Ask you get it. access. You get access to shoot with the Rock. Yeah. Are you gonna make a four-minute short, or are you gonna make a nine-hour epic? They're signed on. You gotta milk this thing, buddy. You gotta got squeeze every last bit of Rock juice out of that. I don't know because I was talking about this last night. I think The Rock did finally hit rock bottom. The Rock hasn't done it. I think Rock needs to reinvent himself. I'm all rocked out. He rocked me, baby, like a, a wagon wheel for years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you hoping for like a gritty shift to drama? I want the gritty shift. I really okay. do. I mean, I don't know if he could pull. I was told that in the film San Andreas – that we finally see The Rock cry. And I have never been so excited in my life. And each scene that I'm watching, I'm like, is this it? Is this the scene where it's The like Rock cries? It's like the hot cries? tub time machine with the arm. Yeah, exactly. In the whole movie, I'm waiting. It never happened. So then on the second watch, I'm like, okay, well, this could be a tear. Is this a tear? Is this a little bit of dramatic performance from Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I'm sorry. If I want to watch The Rock, I'm watching The Rundown. That's it. That's what I want. Yeah. That's my rock. Maybe maybe Walking Tall if you want a little bit oh, more. Oh, yeah. If I want a little Knoxville thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a little tired of Sean William Scott. I want some Johnny Knox. Yeah. I'll watch that fire scene all the time. Yeah, you know? it's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. God, I love me some Walking Tall. Break lights out. <laughs> yep. Classic, I'm going to break your brake light and write you a ticket sort of situation. Buford Pusser. Good gracious. When was the last yes. time you watched this movie? After I saw Walking Tall, like at the end, it, it says like based on a true story and like Sheriff uh -huh. Buford Pusser went on to whatever, like become mayor of the whatever. Um, and then we got real into the story. Bu Buford Pusser history. <laughs> So, it's just a, a wonderful name. It is uh, a great I name. I don't know any other Bufords. Or Pussards. <laughs> the Pusser <laughs> family, not as prolific as one would hope. What, what does that even come from? What's this man's lineage here? What's um, he working it was with? A, it was a sore that had broken open on his father's <laughs> leg. <laughs> just constantly having this, this wound... Just seep. <laughs> he was born just... as a sore on a buzzard's leg. <laughs> Here's old Buford Pussard. <laughs> oh, God, we have to finish this chapter. And we digress, as always. Uh, so they, uh, the author stole this scene then um, from Austin Powers 2. <laughs> It's just a pure ripoff of Austin Powers 2, what he did here. But 
Um, so Tony's laying, uh, they run down, uh, and Tony's laying in the, uh, in the pile of, of loose earth. Are you okay, Tony? I think, think so. Can't seem to get up though. So you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I imagine him just laying on his back and his spine was broken when I was reading this. Like just his he is spine sticking paralyzed. out of his forearm. Yeah, was, it's almost like Alien with John Hurt, but his spine is just through his chest. It's like, not I don't think again. it's supposed to bend that way. It's, it's all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Where are you hurt? Ankle. Tony answered, rising to one knee. Immediately, a wince of pain crossed his face, and he sat back once again. Uh, I, this is try my it favorite now, Tony. Thing. Yeah. So quickly, they Frank and Joe lifted him up to a standing position, and they just say, "Okay, try it now." So he put a little, put a weight, little weight on, on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony puts his left leg down as sturdy as he could. Uh, well, I guess the right one buckled at any pressure, yeah. and they were immediately like, oh, yeah, it might be a fracture. And I imagine you look at his ankle, and exactly like you said, <laughs> there is shards of bones just sticking out. Like, his ankle and just leg in general looks like the scales of a dinosaur, just all these white shards <laughs> just say, shooting like out. Like, when you, when you drive a bunch of nails through a baseball bat to make <laughs> yeah. a weapon, that's what his ankle looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's but, clearly broken. So Frank says, it might be a fracture. We'll get you to a doctor, Tony. But <laughs> the the missing line there is, it might be a fracture. We really shouldn't have told you to stand on it. <laughs> Just put a little bit more pre- Hey, I saw that movie Lethal Weapon where Riggs, he dislocates his shoulder and then he pops it back in. Have you tried slamming your ankle against a rock here? <laughs> <laughs> I saw in Castaway when Tom Hanks knocks one of his teeth out after it's causing pain. Do you have a an ice skate? <laughs> so outside oh. of this, you know, uh, body horror that goes along, this is my favorite scene in this book. Let's hear it. Take me through it, baby. So while Jetty Steri, uh, while Jerry steadied the injured boy, Frank and Joe made a chair for him by interlocking their hands. Wonder Twins, form of human chair. chair. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love that they make their own homemade stretcher where they're like, how can we hold hands without it being weird? What if we just form a chair? So they do. Also, why not? And so they explain, um, once among the scrub oaks and pines, the trail became too narrow for three persons to move abreast. Frank and Joe had to kick their way through the brush on each side of the path as they advanced. Um, why not a piggyback ride? Then you're single know. file. You can take yeah. turns. Yeah. The ankle wouldn't have any any pressure on it. Yeah. Less likely to trip as you're walking through the brush. You've got a sturdier platform, too, for carrying. You're working with all legs. Okay, that's the strongest. You got your hip flexors. You got your gluteus maximus. You have yeah. the strongest portion of your body. But no, they decide, oh, let's do our arms. You ever done isometrics? It's really hard. And that's yeah. what they're Instead, working with here. Out you could be using arms? the same mus- Yeah, you could be using the same muscles from your folding chair pose. There you go. I, Look at you. Well, knowing yoga. Is that it? That is a pose, yeah. You also no, have tree I, I know, pose. I know chair pose is a well, pose. You, you put but I was wondering in there. If, 
Well, if DDP to make it a wrestling based move. Oh, the fold. Since oh, in wrestling my. they smash each other with folding chairs. That's what I did. You know That's what? what I did. I should write to him. It was so good that I had to explain it. Yeah, those are the best jokes, to be honest. I know, right? It was that smart that I didn't pick up. You're smart. You're a smart cookie, dude. You're <laughs> like, dude, hey, dude, you're smart, dude. That's Brett does this character. And he just, what's up, dude? <laughs> it's, I don't know that character, but I'm excited to meet him one day. It's my favorite character of all time. I think his name's Brian. And Brian just went around, and he does this with his hand. He forms a straight line with it. And he pokes you in the chest. It just goes, what's up, dude? It's awesome. I have seen that character now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, say I that. think he did it the last time we did our little game night. It's fantastic. Uh, so when they're almost back at the beach, uh, a small pine clump hindered Frank's progress, and he kicked out determinedly. Determinedly. Hey, what's that? Cried Tony from his perch. <laughs> a dark garment struck by Frank's foot flopped into the path. A sailor's pea coat, Jerry reported, stooping down. And here are some more. Under this pine brush. Pea jackets? Frank exclaimed. That's what the bank robbers wore. Also, it's what everyone wears. <laughs> because it's the 1960s. I think that's the only fashionable jacket to wear in the time period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's island weather, baby. I mean, you could take off the, the P part and just say, like, jackets. <gasps> the, <laughs> bank the bank robbers wore robbers jackets wore. <laughs> <laughs> on that brisk evening. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> They're in clothing. It must be them. <laughs> Clothes. Check the sizes. Are the they all the same? Wore. They look, and they're all – what was the idea? If you wear bigger costumes, you – you all look unison or something like that? Was that the logic? If, if big people wore small clothes and small people wore big clothes, I don't remember. Yeah. So they checked Whatever the jackets it was, and it's all true. like XXXXXXXXXXXL. <laughs> I mean, these things just look like slip and slides, essentially. It's like 20 <laughs> feet long. It's a parachute. <laughs> yeah. An extra large pea jacket. <laughs> oh. David, my friend, we covered some ground today. We did get a lot of ground from a little bit of nothing for a chapter. I'm surprised. Yeah, we went places. Five, five, we yeah, I've, most of our time today was not spent on the Hardy Boys. No, mostly tangents. The probably our most tangential, which is awesome. It's what the people want. It's fine. It's what the yeah. people got. It's what the people yeah. need. You know, we the yeah. people, in order to form a more perfect union. Establish justice. Provide for the common defense. In order to form a more perfect union Come to on, ourselves like I said. <laughs> and our posterity to ordain and establish this a constitution for the United States of the we the people. In order to form the most perfect union. <laughs> it's like I said, it's union. It's union. It's, it's all union. about it's the perfect. union. All right? You know what I'm saying? It's all about the Teamsters. It's what the Teamsters are up to. I'm talking Jimmy Hoffa. I'm talking the Hoffmeister. I'm talking he's put down, bang, bang, bang. What happened to Jimmy Hoffa? I happened to Jimmy Hoffa. That was me rapping a little bit. <laughs> That's good. Uh, that I was like beat that. poetry. Hoff. 
Uh. <laughs> Ooh, I, I'm gonna snap I'm gonna for jump you. off a truck. Ooh. Team. Ooh. Stirs. Ooh. Ooh. You know, teamsters are important right now. Yes. Like protecting jobs, fighting for for workers' rights. Um, Jordanian things and like healthcare. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. this is what we need right now. Um, but to do it in a way that keeps the environment clean, sort of. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Bean. Um, but Charlie yeah. Sheen. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, but I, I want to make sure that we don't keep the environmental elements of this off limits. Like, like we we need to embrace. Th- I, I guess what I'm saying is, I hope that we don't have a gate to the green. When we get to chapter 18. <laughs> <laughs>